This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCube, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. In January 2022, Discovery celebrated a significant milestone. One million COVID-19 vaccine doses administered through its nine vaccination sites. Set up as surge capacity sites in the early stages of the government-led COVID-19 vaccination program in South Africa, these sites have administered COVID-19 vaccinations to all South Africans, whether covered by private health insurance or not. This is but one example resulting from the extraordinary collaboration between public and private sector partners during South Africa's COVID-19 journey. And today, we have Dr. Ronald Whelan, Head of Discovery's COVID-19 Task Team and Chief Commercial Officer at Discovery Health, to chat about that journey. Doc, welcome to the show. Hi there. Thank you for hosting us. First, to kick off this conversation... I'd love to understand what the idea and focus behind the COVID-19 task team actually was. Well, we set up the COVID-19 task team at Discovery way back in March 2020. And if you remember, that was the start of the pandemic in South Africa. We had just recorded our first COVID-19 case in South Africa, and we recognized that something big was on the horizon. Um, Related to that, uh, we knew we needed to move quickly. Uh, as a whole organization approach and need to get our, our teams entirely aligned around this. So our COVID-19 task team at Discovery was set up with three main principles. One, uh, protect our employees. Two, protect our clients. And three, protect uh, South Africa or support South Africa as far as possible. So that was really the premise for our COVID-19 task team. It included a range of senior leaders from across uh, Discovery, uh, from HR, IT, facilities, uh, actuarial, data analytics, medical, and so on and so forth. And that was uh, really the, the start of our, our journey in March. So it helped us navigate the initial phases of the pandemic and then morphed over time into uh, supporting the uh, COVID-19 vaccination uh, program and was instrumental in both coming up with ideas, implementing those ideas and aligning our uh, organization around uh, all of the support we could offer in in relation to COVID. So, I mean, that's where my next question was leading me to, is this vaccination drive. Um, When the vaccines were announced and when we were looking at starting this drive, um, I'm sure you guys understood that you had a really, really big job ahead of you. What was it like at the beginning? I mean, I think firstly, the COVID-19 vaccinations were very exciting. Uh, we were watching them from a distance uh, for a long period of time before they were registered and launched. So we were watching the scientific research. And I remember looking at the pipeline of vaccine development at the time, and there were over 300 vaccines in development at the time. And uh, over a period of six months, that uh, pipeline narrowed down to about four or five vaccines that were looking like they were going to be viable. It then became really real. We knew we needed to find a way for us to get access to those vaccines for, for, for South Africa, places like Canada and the UK and the, U, the, the US. And that certainly played out in the early phases of the pandemic. We found countries uh, pre-purchasing five times as many vaccines as they, they would require. Um, which left South Africa in a, in a tricky uh, situation. So we needed to, to wrestle hard to, to access uh, vaccines for South Africa. And the only way to do that 
was a whole country approach. Uh, we needed to work together as a, both a public sector and a private sector uh, to make sure that we were exploring and tackling all avenues to gain access to the, those, those vaccines. So way back uh, early in the vaccine procurement program, the National Department of Health reached out to uh, Discovery uh, Group Chief Executive Officer Adrian Gore and asked for his support around uh, vaccine procurement. Adrian, of course, dropped everything at the time and said, yeah, we've got to do everything we can to, to support the country. We had multiple discussions with multiple manufacturers across the globe. We mobilized across uh, South Africa uh, for, 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 for financing for the, the vaccines, yeah, supply chains for the, the, the vaccines. We worked hand in hand alongside the National Department of Health and our colleagues in B4SA to ensure that South Africa had the best shot of uh, procuring vaccines early. Uh, so a big, big uh, whole country approach very early in the, in, the, in, in the program. So I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Had South Africa ever seen a public-private sector partnership on this scale before? I don't think so. Certainly not in living memory. Um, and the public-private partnership, you must remember, started all the way back in March 2020, navigating COVID. I remember our first meeting as a, a group of uh, private uh, business leaders on the 3rd of March 2020. Everyone from across the sector uh, threw hats in the ring and offered, offered to help. And that manifested through the, the vaccine program as well. And uh, this is certainly an unprecedented effort in both procuring vaccines and delivering vaccines. So South Africa managed to secure orders for over 70 million doses of vaccine with the objective of vaccinating the entire population. Never before, never has that been done before. We're talking 60 million people in South Africa. Most of the vaccines are two-dose regimes. You've now moved into a double-dose regime. You needed to mobilize the entire South Africa to uh, make sure that everyone had access to vaccines in a very short space of time. Um, you know, we didn't have time to waste on this. This was really a matter of life and death, and we needed to, to move quickly. So it was very much a, an all-hands-on-deck approach. I think what's also important uh, around the approach is that we leveraged the extensive skill and expertise of, uh, of South Africa. And I think um, what, what you know, came to the fore as part of the program is we, we saw how, how advanced our scientific community is, as an example, and our researchers and virologists and vaccinologists and medical specialists really came to the fore around guiding the, the program and that input uh, was put into the Ministerial Vaccine Advisory Committee, which advised government on, on the response. We also saw the sophistication of South Africa's technology and supply chains, in particular our pharmaceutical supply chains. So the entire vaccine program um, was uh, led by South Africa's pharmaceutical uh, supply chain. And that is uh, no, no mean feat. Um, this is a very delicate product that requires very sophisticated cold chain technology. It requires very accurate information systems to distribute vaccine to all corners of the country in South Africa. It's actually in a very privileged position in that we're able to do uh, twice daily deliveries of uh, medical products to any corner of the, the, the country. So um, enormously complex exercise 
where we're able to leverage the collective strengths of the public sector and the private sector, as well as this uh, technology and capability that South Africa has been able to build up over the years. Yeah, you speak about unprecedented, which is a word that got thrown around a lot over the last two years. But I think what we also are seeing is history in motion. Um, I think we're going to look back at this time and just be wowed by, by what was done and what was achieved in what you what you have said is a short space of time. I think I stand to be corrected, but you you as a group have got nine sites, over a thousand employees working on this, and the capability to deliver over eighteen thousand vaccinations each day. And you built that within the space of just two months. That's correct. We quickly realized at the start of South Africa's vaccination program that we would need a lot more capacity in the early stages of the program. There was a lot of uh, pent-up anxiety um, at at the time. We were on the cusp of a third wave in in, in South Africa that looked like it was going to be a third wave in South Africa. This huge anxiety. We realized that we needed to have as many access points as 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 quickly as possible. So in the early parts of the program, discovery uh, mobilized uh, towards nine mass vaccination sites across the major metropoles in South Africa to serve not only discovery members, but also members of other medical schemes, as well as the uninsured uh, population. And we're very proud of the, the fact that these, was, these centers were open to everyone and vaccines were freely, uh, free of charge to everyone across these centers. It was a daunting task, a massive, massive daunting task. We set ourselves the goal of upwards of uh, 20,000 vaccinations a day. Um, We knew that that would take extensive uh, financial and uh, human resources to get that done. Uh, We mobilized the team um, during the course of April, um, recognizing that the vaccine program would start somewhere in, in the course of May. So it took us about two months to get the team together to plan the sites to negotiate uh, um, sites and infrastructure and cold chain uh, for for the vaccine and all the logistics going with that we recruited and deployed over a thousand people to these sites i'm very proud about uh, some of the folks we recruited to these sites we hired uh, people out of the hospitality industry at the time um, people who, unfortunately, as a result of lockdown, had lost uh, jobs. We brought them in. We recognized that they'd be great ambassadors for our sites. Um, we recruited and blo- deployed hundreds of nurses to act as vaccinators across these sites. We brought in uh, doctors to help us oversee the sites, uh, paramedics, um, and then obviously established a, a very um, robust and sophisticated supply chain for the vaccines, recognizing how delicate these products, and we couldn't afford to waste a single drop of vaccine. And I'm very proud that uh, we've had virtually, virtually no wastage of vaccine uh, whatsoever. I think we we dropped one vial in the in, in the process, and I think uh, that speaks to the the care and attention to detail that the teams have applied in running these sites. Yo, to get some insights into the backstory is really um, incredible. I think to to understand uh, the logistics of what you've had to go through to get to this point. I remember at the beginning stages when when they were chatting about vaccines in South Africa, um, it was said. I don't know. the The sort of timeline was that my age group would only be be allowed or or be in the line to get uh, a vaccine at the beginning of 2022, and and that was completely shot out of the water. I I, I got my first vaccine I think in in sort of Septemberish 
of 2021. And for me, that was an exciting moment because it was opening up my world. Uh, it, was, it was that sort of idea that I'd be able to travel and that I'd be able to, to live again. And, and it was just great to see that come to, to me a little bit earlier than planned. I must ask, when looking back at the last two years, what was one of the biggest challenges that you as a team faced? I mean, there have been multiple challenges throughout the journey, uh, without a doubt. This uh, journey was a journey of ups and downs and twists and turns uh, throughout. I think the major challenge, certainly for us in the early phases of the uh, vaccine rollout, was getting access to vaccines. Um, and it was very, very tough in the early stages. I remember... Uh, the program was about to launch on the uh, 17th of May, 2021, and uh, that was a, a Monday. And we had set up one Discovery place, which is Discovery's headquarters in Santon as a vaccination site. And uh, that Saturday morning, we still didn't have vaccines. And we had a fully-fledged centre with uh, nurses deployed and uh, support staff de deployed and were fully set up and ready to go, but our fridge stood empty. Um, and that was very nerve-wracking uh, moments, waiting for the, the delivery of the, the, the vaccine. So we had to work very closely with our pharmaceutical uh, supply partners together with the National Department of Health and uh, um, you know, delighted that you know, during the course of that afternoon, we managed to get our first uh, vaccines to, delivered, our first uh, um, 3,000 doses of, of vaccines were delivered that afternoon, which there was a massive sense of relief because it meant that come Monday the 17th, we were able to deliver vaccines to people who were now anxious to get vaccines. In fact, we were overrun that Monday. Uh, that Monday, we delivered over 4,500 uh, vaccine doses. We had queues out the door. It was a very emotional and powerful experience in that um, uh, many you know, people, obviously over the age of 60, because that was the category that was opened up, people flying in from all parts of the country, driving long distances to get the vaccine. And I just, uh, I remember vividly the relief on people's faces as they came out of, uh, the, after having received their, their va vaccination, you could almost you know, just see uh, 18 months of stress and anxiety dissipate in, in, in front of you. So an incredibly uh, powerful moment, uh, but took lots of hard work and lots of twists and turns to, to get there, not least of which we're waiting for our, our delivery of the, the vaccines. So um, I've got a little tear in my eye because it takes me back to, to April 2020 when both my mom and my dad got COVID. And we were so scared because we didn't understand what might happen to them. And thankfully, um, they both made it through that uh, uh, through that time um, and, and through that journey in the last two years, I have lost loved ones along the way due to this incredibly uh, traumatic disease that's taken over the world. But that, that word that you use there, relief, is what exactly I felt the day I took my mom to go get her vaccine. And um, it is a huge amount of relief to know that your parents have got that, um, that extra sense of protection around them. Uh, which is a beautiful story within itself. And that's, that's what I'm all about. The good things guy is about good news. So do you have any uh, sort of good news story to share during your journey of the last two years? I mean, I think there are so many good news stories to this, Brent. Um, we often get caught up in 
the downside stories here. So the, I think the COVID story in, in South Africa and in many respects globally, there are words around lockdown, excess deaths, pandemic waves, corruption, now fires. Um, it's really been a tough uh, story uh, to tell and that's been portrayed in the media. But the story we don't tell uh, around us and that people hear less around is that the hospitals never collapsed. We never ran out of, um, we never ran out of hospital beds. Um, there were no mass burials. Our field hospitals that we set up remained vacant, which is excellent. Um, we would never want those field hospitals to, to have filled up. The pharmaceutical supply chain work, we managed to bring in the most delicate and sophisticated vaccine into South Africa that required storage at minus 70 degrees Celsius, and minus 70 degree fridge. South Africa did that, and uh, the reason we were able to do that is because we invested over the years in technology and infrastructure that allowed us to uh, have a, a very sophisticated uh, vaccine uh, cold chain. So when you look at those sides of the story, I think we've actually had a, a very successful uh, COVID campaign and a very successful vaccine campaign. This certainly could have been much, much worse. I think what it's also brought to the fore is how leading-edge South Africa scientists are. And there are many examples of how South Africa has led the science globally, not least of which the recent Omicron research that our scientists have done. We both detected Omicron first, and we did the first studies on vaccine effectiveness against our, our, our Omicron, so really led the, globe on, led the globe on that. We have a very sophisticated vaccine information system that we built from the ground up called EVDS. I mean, it's just remarkable that we built EVDS in such a short space of time. It tracks every single dose of vaccine delivered across uh, South Africa. Very sophisticated system. We put iPads and tablets into the palms of every nurse's hands and every vaccinator's hands to track that, that, that data. We publish that data on a, on a regular, regular basis. Um, and then I think... You know, most importantly around this, we came together as a, as a country and a whole country uh, approach. Business working alongside government, working alongside the non-governmental uh, sector on this. So it really was everyone rolling up their sleeves, ensuring access to vaccines, ensuring fast delivery of vaccines in, in every corner of the, the country. Every corner of the country has access to, to vaccination. I think yeah, we should really feel part of that uh, collaborative whole country effort. And I think it really demonstrates for us what we as a, as a country are, are capable of achieving uh, when we really put our minds to it and you know, the speed at which we're able to achieve these things. Yes, so much hope uh, in, in what you've said. And I, and I guess it's, uh, what do they say? We rise together. And, and that's exactly what South Africa has done in the face of this trauma um, the last two years, uh, I, I like to say that that really at the crux of everything, um, South Africa and the world just really want to get through this and, and working together is the way that we do that. Um, so Discovery has just reached the 1 million COVID-19 vaccine doses. Uh, my last question, Doc, where to from here? 
Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, we're, firstly, we're extremely proud of our contribution. The nine mass vaccination sites, the one million doses that have been delivered. In fact, across Discovery, over three million uh, doses delivered across the Discovery mem membership base. Uh, and we, we continue to soldier forward. Uh, we've got to continue to increase our vaccination rates. I think we also know from the evidence globally that the boosters are extremely effective. Um, and in the context of COVID, which we know has lots of variability, um, and we know that the, the future to some extent remains uncertain, we need to make sure that we continue to build the immunity wall, that we continue to build our, our healthcare system so that we're well prepared for anything that might come next. So, uh, yeah, what we're working on at the moment is making sure that we have the strongest possible protections for what might come over the horizon, recognizing through our experience in COVID that anything is, uh, is possible. At the same time, I think we are certainly feeling like we're, we're starting to emerge through the, the pandemic. Things are starting to um, uh, re return in, in, in some sense to, to normal. But we must never forget what's happened over the last uh, two years and must uh, continue to, to build on the, the wins over the last, year, the, the last two years or so. So we will continue to, to work on the, the vaccination program. We will continue to work on helping people recover uh, through COVID. Uh, we will continue to uh, build, the, build South Africa's healthcare system so that uh, we're prepared for any future eventuality. And then, of course, we will continue to work alongside uh, government and our uh, private sector business partners to build South Africa's economy uh, going forward. I think collectively that is our, our next big challenge as a, as a nation. Doc, I want to thank you for your time today and your insights and giving us a real backstory to what this vaccination drive has, has been about. Um, I think it's, it's insightful to understand what we've been through and what you've been through. And I think that sort of information going forward, like you say, to protect us, uh, a healthcare system, to protect South Africans and to rebuild the economy is all the things that we need to be working on uh, and working towards. So I just want to thank you for your time today. My absolute pleasure. Thank you once again for hosting us and uh, stay safe out there. Awesome. Uh, and that's, that's exactly it to all of the listeners, to all of the good things guy followers. Stay safe out there. Wishing you only good things.